You're listening to Pros Like Us, brought to you by NFL Draft Blitz. And now, without any further ado, here's Alex and Lou. That's right, gang. We are back and better than last week, we hope. It is here. It is here. It is here. I have to tell you, Alex, I've got a lot of extra energy today. I don't know where it's coming from. I think it's just because it's here. We've got our predictions for the playoff teams in both conferences. We may have some Super Bowl picks, which I'm sure we will. All the award winners, uh, rookies of the year, offense, defense, coach of the year, MVP, game picks. Come on. I can't wait. What do you say? What's happening? I'm also excited, Lou. This is the best time of the year when uh, we try to make those predictions. And then, you know, sometime in November, we realize how wrong we really were and that we could we wish we could do it over again. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's out there. It's it's going to be on record. Uh, I don't know. I mean, sometimes it's easier to just throw darts at the board and pick those fourth place teams from last year that are going to finish first. So, uh, yeah, let, let's get started. Hell yes. Let's put, put our names on it. But before we get to the pros, and I guess guys that aren't quite pros yet, just over this past weekend, I just wanted to talk just a little bit about college football. And I guess over the, I don't know how many years or so that I, I really, really hadn't been paying very close close attention to it you know i watch, watch some games obviously watch the playoff and so forth but i gotta tell you alex this was i mean i think the first year i was so excited for saturday two words coach prime i mean i watched the i watched a handful of their games the last couple of years at jackson state you see the players, you see Travis Hunter, you see his son, Shador Sanders, and some of the other guys. Some guys have been drafted. Some guys are making some some noise in the league. And I I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't really have my alma mater, Division II school. They didn't actually have football when I was there, and I'm sure everybody's heard that a million times. But they have a team now, and they play and so forth. Okay, fine. So I really don't have a big time school. A lot of my friends went to West Virginia. So I kind of like keep a close eye on them a little bit. My daughter went to Penn State. I live in Pennsylvania. Okay, fine. But I am so excited. I don't know how many more games they're going to win. But I'm telling you, Saturday afternoon, watching that game from kick to gun was one of the more enjoyable Saturday afternoons I've had in quite some time. And Coach Prime, I'm here for it. I'm in. They're coming. They're here. I, I, I'm all about it. I don't know. I don't know if you got a chance to watch, but I am just juiced for Colorado football. I did watch the game. I think he surprised everyone. I mean, this is a team that was, you know, more than 20-point underdogs on the road against number 17 TCU. I looked it up. Colorado had not beaten a top-20 opponent on the road since 2002, I mean, they had like one of the major shakeups in college football. I mean, it seemed like Coach Prime just got rid of everyone that was on the Colorado's roster. He just threw them out. I think they had eight eight guys that from last year's team are still. I mean, he left eight. them out in the cold. I mean, there's like a 
I don't know. There's like a hundred guys on scholarship, I would assume, and he threw like seventy or eighty guys out in the street. I mean, he used the transfer portal. He brought in his guys from Jackson State. Travis Hunter is like the second coming of Deion Sanders or Charles Woodson. I guess you could compare him because Woodson did go both ways at Michigan in his last year. So I'm I'm sure he's he's gonna get that bandwagon rolling i'm talking about Deion sanders the the head coach it's amazing they're gonna they're playing in a tough conference obviously they have to go against ucla they have to go against oregon they have to go against usc but they're gonna steal some games and you could see that their offense is here to stay they're they're gonna be exciting they couldn't still they couldn't stop tcu until like the last couple of minutes of the game but the fact is, their offense is is ready and rolling. I'm just going to ask this question, Lou. How long is Coach Prime going to stick around in Colorado? Because if, if he's having <laughs> one, this success, one game in, we're already asking yeah, where is yeah, he I'm going. Just, no, no, I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm talking have, about the next step, you, you the big to. leagues. Oh yeah, I understand. I'm not talking I, about Florida State calling him or LSU calling him completely. I'm talking about the NFL. Jerry, Jerry, jo- Jerry. Jerry Jones is going to have, I mean, he's on speed dial. Okay. I don't think there's any question about that. I think he stays at Colorado is one. We'll see, you know, how his, his son progressed as a quarterback who, Oh, by the way, threw for over 500 yards in his FBS debut. And, uh, and he's not one like, like this huge gunslinger. I mean, he's, he like carved him up. I mean, he I mean, he knows where to go with the ball, very precise, can move when he has to. So I think I don't know if he comes out this year. And that was going to be my next point is just like this cluster that looks to be these college quarterbacks that look like can already uh, be, you know, first, second round picks. But I I think he I don't know that he wants to stay there for life. But I know, I think, I'm pretty sure he's going to be there at least two or three seasons just to, I guess, prove to everybody that he can win. I don't know how how many games they're going to win this year, how far they can go. But I'm telling you, first, you know, he's able to get a bunch of guys, obviously, the way you said, just to come because they know Dion or maybe the kids' parents know who Dion is, and once they meet him, it's like, wow! I mean, this guy's like next level. It's not just you know he was a great athlete, great player, maybe the greatest defensive player of all time. You know, who knows? But he can coach. He can. I mean, he brings in. I mean, the the staff is you know right up there with with any staff I think in the country, and he is the ultimate I think CEO coach. I mean, he's seen these guys, Saban, uh, that he has a relationship with, obviously. Some of these other guys, Zimmer, who is like his guy that, you know, I'm sure he's learned a ton from the coaches that he played for. So, I, I mean, it's it's going to come. I don't know how quickly. Yeah, I don't know if I can answer your question very well, but I would say within inside of five years, for sure, it may be like three just because, uh, you know, I'm sure he wants to see his son's career out. Uh, uh, Shiloh, I think, is, I think this might be his last year of eligibility. But Shador, the quarterback, I think he has this year and next if he wants it. Um, so, yeah, should be should be 
interesting. But the, this, you look at these quarterbacks. I mean, you've got Caleb Williams, you got Drake, you got Penix in, at Washington, uh, Travis at Florida State, McCarthy at Michigan, Nick's at, at Oregon. Now, some of these guys aren't going to be first round picks, but they're pretty damn good. I mean, watching Duke play last night, Riley Leonard looks like he puts on a few more pounds. And I don't know, is he, Dan, is he Daniel Jones? Is he Justin Herbert? I don't know, but he's just a tremendous athlete. Uh, I don't know how good he is, but, you know, Hartman at Notre Dame, again, not a first round pick, but he looks very capable. Uh, DJU that went from uh, Clemson to Oregon State. Who knows? He's got the, the skills, maybe playing out there and you know, a little bit under the radar. He can kind of develop. And then, of course, Sanders. I mean, there, and there's probably others that I haven't mentioned, but I, I don't know. You tell me how many of these guys are good enough to be pro quarterbacks. I think that's a tough one. You know, after like week one, you could definitely say like Drake May and Caleb Williams, but there's going to be a third guy. There's usually a third guy. And I would say that's probably the kid from Texas. Um, you know, the, the one that transferred from the Ohio state Buckeyes. Yeah. He, yeah, I I would assume that Texas is going to have a great year. And I think we might be talking about them next week after they, they take on the the great Alabama Crimson Tide. But I think the Texas Longhorns are going to have a great year and yours has all the intangibles. He has, you know, the strong arm, he could throw it deep. You know, he's got like a, a zip on his throws. He's got to get better with not forcing the ball and not turning it over because there were plenty of mistakes like on tape where he got away with it. But this kid has a lot of potential. I mean, you see that the, there is a reason why he was recruited by the Buckeyes. Here he is with Steve Sarkeesian, a very QB-friendly system. I think that's going to be the third guy in the conversation because there's usually a third guy that emerges throughout the season. I'm not quite as high on the rest of the guys that you mentioned, but I guess we'll see when the, the season, you know, unfolds a little bit more. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, there's plenty, plenty of room on the runway, but just from a, I guess the knowledgeability, I mean, cause you see, I mean, in past years, I mean, you could kind of pick them out immediately, you know, like the top, you know, two or three guys, whereas, now, I mean, Caleb Williams and Drake, I think just, you know, they're head and shoulders above. But I'm telling you, this Penix kid throws a great ball. Now, yeah, he's got great receivers and, you know, you can't take that away from him. But, uh, yeah, and yours, yeah, I agree with you on the measurables. It, it is the intangibles that I, you know, that I see that that's the part of the game that I think he really needs to develop the leadership, uh, the, you know, taking the check down when you, when you need to, uh, you know, maybe not being so, so much of a gunslinger, but Hey, if that's his game, you, you don't want to take it away from him. But I just, you know, there's just so many kids that look the part now, how many of them actually have it between the ears to take it to the next level? We'll see. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm all for it. I'm all about, uh, you know, coach prime and what he's doing out there. And just this team's exciting to watch and Travis Hunter, I mean, to be wide receiver one and cornerback one on the same team and playing 150 snaps or whatever the hell he played in that heat was just amazing. And after the game, he's like, 
yeah, I can keep going. Let's let's play some more. So that that was pretty interesting. All right. So let's let's do the awards first and then the playoff teams. You want to do it that way? Let's do it. Whatever you want to do. I mean, we could do it that way. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's start right at the top. Offensive rookie of the year. Uh, obviously, you're going to need some opportunity. So let some volume. Right. Uh, so. You know, is there a wide receiver in this rookie class that's really going to be that? And I don't think – I mean, you got Zay Flowers out there and so uh, – and some other good ones, but I don't think they're quite there. So I brought, I have it down to Bijan in Atlanta, Jameer Gibbs in Detroit, where I think these guys are going to get the usage or have the opportunity to do it. Well, in Detroit, you've got David Montgomery that might take a little shine away or a little bit of opportunity away from Gibbs. And I, again, I, you talked about throwing darts and so forth. Obviously, this may be the chalk pick of chalk picks, but I'm going to go with B. John Robinson, Atlanta Falcons. I'll do the same, Lou. I, I just, I think that Arthur Smith is just going to use him in a number of different ways. And you know he's going to give him the ball, and he's going to be the featured back in that offense. And the fact that the Falcons will rely on the running game, I think Robinson is just going to get the carries, the touches, and that's why, you know, if, if he's going to stay healthy, he's going to run away with this award. All right. So we didn't mention any of the quarterbacks. Uh, each of them are – you know, in difficult spots. I mean, obviously, I think uh, Bryce Young may be the best in the best position to be successful immediately. But the other guys obviously may take a while to to come around. Like Anthony Richardson just you know, obviously has all the physical gifts. And again, just as I mentioned before, when I was talking about the college quarterbacks, here's a guy that has only you know played about 20 college games. He's going to take some time so it's really hard to look at any of these quarterbacks and say that they're going to shine enough to overtake the running back so Bijan robinson seems to be the guy there all right defensive rookie of the year uh obviously you want to look at pass rushers and corners it seems like those are the two positions uh last year you had sauce kind of run away with it um but, you know, you had Hutchinson in there, too. So it wasn't like a complete runaway. So I'm looking at, at, at this year's guys. I've got it down to three guys. I got Will Anderson because I just think D'Amico Rines is going to put him in position to take advantage of all his abilities. And he's coming after the quarterback. And they're going to get – I don't know if they're going to get a ton of opportunities opportunities because they're probably going to be behind in a lot of games so teams might be running the ball but I, I think Will Anderson is one of the finalists for me Jalen Carter is just the most talented one and the Eagles have that pass rush and you got a lot of guys it's kind of spread out there so I guess I look at it two ways I mean is it going to be okay he gets all these opportunities because they have so many great pass rushers or is it just going to be spread so thin, it's really not going to stand out? So it, it kind of iffy there. My dark horse, and I think I talked about him during the summer, was Christian Gonzalez, the defensive back for New England. Um, kind of a dark horse. Don't know if I can pick him. So I think I, I finally landed on Will Anderson, defensive end, pass rusher, whatever the hell you want to call him for Houston. He's got the right coach. I think he's got the right mentality. He's got the 
skills. Will Anderson, I'm going defensive rookie of the year. I love Will Anderson. Uh, He was my favorite defensive player in this draft. I think he's going to be great. But I want to be a little different here. And you mentioned that, you know, we've gotten so used to now this award being either a pass rusher or a cornerback. But I want to take us back maybe like four or five years back when this award was dominated by linebackers. Okay, when linebackers got those tackles, you know, they were a dual type of players. I want to take us back to that time. So I'm going to go with the guy that a lot of people criticized. And the Lions were criticized for taking this player with the 18th overall pick. It's Jack Campbell, the old due linebacker, who I believe is going to start early on. And I think he's going to have a great year because this guy can impact the game in a number of ways. Not only just racking up tackles, but this guy, you know, he can be very good in pass coverage as well. So I think this guy should be a top three defensive. He should be in the running for a top three, like defensive player of the year, defensive rookie of the year. So I'm going to go with Jack Campbell. I want to be a little different just because... You know, Will Anderson is the easy pick, just like Bijan Robinson. Uh, so I'm going to give credit to the Lions for taking a chance on the Iowa linebacker with the 18th overall pick. I think it's going to pay off. He's going to rack up a lot of tackles for them this year. All right. Yeah. Going a little zagging when everybody's zigging. Uh, yeah. It's it just, I guess it is from the linebacker position unless of course and and again i mean typically a lot of times what people are looking for is is something that you can count so like you said tackles and not that i mean as far as like the voters and everything not that sexy they want to see the sacks they want to see game changing plays and interceptions so i like i like the fact you're going the other way alex all right so let's look at offensive player of the year Typically, you know, it, it's going to be a wide receiver uh, or, or a running back. Sometimes it's a quarterback if the guy didn't quite, you know, get all the MVP votes. So, again, it gets a little weird with this. You know, who should it be? Who do you think it's going to be? But, but I've got – I've brought it to three guys. I'm eliminating the quarterbacks just because I'm doing that I'm because – 99 times out of 100 anymore, the the MVP is going to be a quarterback. So let's give some other guys a chance here. So, again, nothing nothing out out of the blue here. Although one of the three guys I have is – I'm pretty sure I'm going with with Christian McCaffrey. And and I get in the full season with San Francisco. Now, again, full season opportunity. He does tend to get injured, so I'm kind of making that bet that he does stay healthy. But the other guys, you know, Justin Jefferson, you always have to throw him up there. But the third one, a little bit of a dark horse. And again, if you believe in the Lions, Amon Ross St. Brown, dude's got a huge chip on his shoulder. He puts up numbers. Goff loves him. Everybody in that team loves him. He's he's going to be a contender here. But at the end of the day, I'm going to settle on McCaffrey because, again, if he stays healthy, he's going to put up numbers. I didn't think you were going to go in that direction. That's my pick, too. I, for, for the same exact reasons that you mentioned, that I think he will stay healthy. I think he'll get a ton of touches in that offense. I think when he came over, 
Debo, they they cut his touch his touches as far as him running the football because they have McCaffrey, and so I just think it's it's Christian it's Christian McCaffrey all the way here. There's no question in my mind that if he plays all 17 games, then he's going to get over 2,000 yards. I think he's going to get easily a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. So I I completely agree with you here. It's a homer pick for me. But I'm gonna go. Here. I'm gonna go with this one here. Yeah. I, again, we we just keep talking. We talk about volume, ability. Obviously, the athletic ability is is unquestioned, and what he can do. You know, receiving. I mean, he's got a maybe it has a chance to do the thousand thousand again. Uh, that would be just insane, and that would be like automatically he would get it. He may even get MVP if he does that. But, uh, yeah, I love me some C-Mac. All right, defensive player of the year. Not going to spend a lot of time on this. We've talked about it before. It's Micah Parsons. This is it. This is the time. Uh, third year, I think he's uh, – he's. I don't know if he's in better shape. I don't know if he bulked up, whatever. But watching those workouts in – you know, with, for the Cowboys, whether it was in Oxnard or back in uh, the Star and Frisco, wherever in, in Texas, he just looks unblockable. Uh, I enough said, Micah Parsons. I mean, you you got to consider like a T.J. Watt. Maybe there's some others, but Micah Parsons is the guy. Well, you have to consider Nick Bosa as well, even though he's not in camp and he's not you know right. practicing yeah. with the team, but he's got to be in there. You assume that they're going to get that deal done. All right, Lou, I'm going to be a little bit different here as well, just because I knew that it was going to be Parsons, and I I don't want to continue doubling down here and going with the same player again. (laughs) So I'm going to go with the player that I think deserves, has already deserved to be a defensive player of the year, but hasn't gotten it yet. I would say Miles Garrett from the Browns. I'm making my case here. Here's a player that has racked up 74.5, 74 and a half sacks over his career. He's always been a double-digit guy. The last two seasons, he's had 16 sacks, 2021 and 2022. I think he is the centerpiece of the Cleveland Browns defense. Jim Schwartz is coming over as the defensive coordinator. I think he's going to be more aggressive. I think we're going to see... The fact that Zadarius Smith is there, I think Miles Garrett is going to get a little more one-on-ones, and I think he's just a guy that wrecks havoc, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, you know, guy that gets after the quarterback, racks up those tackles for loss. So I'm going to go with Miles Garrett here of the Browns to claim that Defensive Player of the Year honors, which I believe he's very deserving of to this point just kind of been overlooked because you know some other guys like dj watt nick bosa you know some guys are getting more fanfare but i think garrett this year might get you know 20 sacks i would say i think he's got a shot a lot of times i mean it's it's the brand it is the fact that he's almost laboring in anonymity because they haven't won 
They don't haven't had a ton of uh, primetime games, and I don't know that they will this year either. And it's no fault of his own. I, you know, the quarterback that they brought in, it just becomes a, you know, the story becomes more about having him on national TV. So yeah, I mean, you feel bad for Garrett because yes, I absolutely agree with you. He is, you know, he may be better than 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 bosa i don't know i mean you just don't i mean maybe better than what maybe better than micah parsons i don't know but he certainly has the production he has the athleticism but he just plays on a team that for you know just doesn't hasn't won and they're you know not viewed as one of those you know brand names even the, the steelers have not been a great team, but they're still just kind of that cornerstone brand of the league. So TJ Watt gets that shine. I mean, would imagine the, uh, like obviously his brother, you know, so the, so the name resonates, but, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good pick. You know, hopefully they win some games this year and he gets a little more shine. All right. Coach of the year. Uh, this one is always kind of strange and it's always, you try to, they try to, it seems like they try to give it to a new guy, you know, some like Dave Hole last year did such a great job with the Giants and so forth. The guys that, you know, the big name coaches, you're not going to see Andy Reid win the, win this award. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's not going to win this award. Sirianni's not going to win this award because the, the idea is their teams are great. Uh, anybody could do it or any, you know, any number of coaches could do that. So this was a, a strange one. I've got three names. That and again, it's obviously going to be predicated on you know making the playoffs. I think that's always a big deal, turning it around, if you would. So, I mean, again, if you've listened to the show over the over the last few years, you probably have an idea where I'm going with this. But first and foremost, MCDC Motor City Dan Campbell got to be right at the top of the list. I got him up there. I got uh, Peterson with Jacksonville, obviously, you know, was brought it last year and will continue to, I think, I don't know if he gets the votes because he is kind of a, kind of a made guy. He's got a Super Bowl, got run out of Philly, which was just ridiculous. But that being said, I mean, he's obviously shown that he can coach uh, a, a good team and got them to the playoffs last year, won a game, you know, went into Arrowhead and, you know, Nothing to be ashamed of. They were right there. Uh, so I got him in there. And then the guy that I think might win it because, again, they were so bad last year. They've got all the shine on them. And it just seems like the stars are aligning. Bob Sala. He's just, you know, the, the, the uh, movie star, good looks, built like a brick house, got all the sayings. Uh, he's got Aaron Rodgers. He's in New York. So if they get to the playoffs, which I think we'll learn in a few minutes, whether they do or not, uh, he's going to win it. So I'm going to go with Salah. I'm also going to go with him. The former 49ers defensive coordinator. The Jets are going to have a great year thanks to that defense and Aaron Rodgers. So I'm also going with Salah there. Uh, I just I can't argue with you. All right. But again, those other guys have every opportunity and I, I would not be shocked with uh, MCDC winning, winning that award. OK, last player award is going to be the MVP. 
I mean, it's been a while since it hasn't been a quarterback. Going to stick with it. The beat goes on, if you would. So my, I guess, three finalists, if you would, I'm looking at Trevor Lawrence. Doesn't have a big leap to make, but to get over some of these guys like Burrow and Allen and Mahomes, obviously it's going to have to be a special season for him to win it. I don't think he's that far off. The team is right there. The staff is right there. They've added some players. He's got Calvin Ridley now, another year with Christian Kirk and Ingram and Etienne. So he's going to have an opportunity to win it. But I think he's just, you know, maybe not quite there or the voters will be like, well, you know, he's he's got a long way to go. So he'll he'll have his chance at some other time. You've got Burrow sitting there that has done nothing wrong in this league other than get hurt his rookie year. Turn that program completely around yes they brought he's got the weapons obviously you have to have the weapons to to win this award you have to get the championship games he's done that he's gotten to a super bowl just came up a little bit short so you know he's got his claim to it then you've got patrick mahomes you know i think we've gotten to the point now even though he's just won it twice but twice in six years starting that you know is it's lebron james fatigue is it michael jordan fatigue you can say those guys are the mvp of the league every year in their prime but you know the voters always looking for somebody new and you know you saw it this year with Embiid and jokic you know (laughs) jokic obviously i thought was the better player but whatever so I think they might voters might look in that direction, kind of pushing away. So I'm going to go Joe Burrow. He's going to get it done this year. He'll put up the numbers that he has, stay consistent, maybe even a little bit better than he has, uh, just because another year with those receivers, another year in that system. Uh, so I'm going to go with Joe Burrow in this case. There are a lot of guys that you can go with here. You could pick Patrick Mahomes. You could go with Joe Burrow. I love Trevor Lawrence this year, okay? Just based on my predictions that we'll hear later on. I love, uh, I think the the Jaguars are going to take a major leap forward. But I'm going to go with another quarterback of the Los Angeles Chargers, Justin Herbert. Based on what I said last week, I, I said that Kellen Moore coming over is going to have a great effect on him. They're just going to unleash it. Uh, they're going to throw a lot more. I just think he's going to put up humongous numbers in that offense. And the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, it bodes well for him. So if he increases his touchdown totals and keeps the interception levels low, I mean, there's there's no way that I can go against that. I, I just think Herbert is up for a big year, and that's my outside-the-box you know, MVP. Because, like like you mentioned... You can go with Patrick Mahomes every year. You could go with Joe Burrow every year if you want because he's got the weapons and he's a great quarterback. But I'm going to think outside the box a little bit. I'll go Justin Herbert, and I think he should be in the conversation like top three or top five candidate because I think the the Chargers are going to be much better than they were last year. All right, gang, let's go. Playoff teams, where do you want to start? You want to do AFC first or NFC? Let's do with the NFC because I had a tough time with the NFC just in general. There are not as many teams as the AFC. You know, the AFC is backed. You're going to have a lot of, we mentioned this last week, we, we have a lot of teams that I think are going to have very good records. I mean, teams that are going to be like, 
you know, what, 10 and 7, you know, 11 and 6, that that might not make the playoffs. But with the NFC, once you get past those first couple of teams, the obvious teams, it's tough to to fill out those other teams because it could be anybody. Anybody could sneak up on you. And I just think that the NFC is going to be struggling this year just just in general. So, let's start with let's start with the NFC East. Who you who do you have there? As your division roll, winner, roll with it. Why don't you go? You go first. I've been going first with all this other stuff. So let's let's flip it a little bit. All right, let's do it. Let, let's start with the NFC East. I'm going to think outside the box a little bit here. I think three teams make the playoffs here again, uh, but my division winner this year is are going to be the the New York Giants. I've got the Giants. I just all I, right, big blue. Yeah, I just Let's I go. gotta think outside the box a little bit here. Okay, I'm a big Brian Dable fan. I think Daniel Jones is gonna take another leap forward this year. Saquon Barkley is fighting for that contract. I think he's gonna have another big year. I, I think the Giants have a few more weapons on the outside. They added Darren Waller, who I believe is gonna be huge help to Daniel Jones in that offense, just in general. I think Dable is going to rely on Darren Waller in the red zone, you know, on those third downs. He's going to be quarterback's best friend. What the Giants need to do is just be a little bit more consistent on the offensive line, but I think their defense is going to be better. They're going to be more aggressive. They're going to get a lot of sacks because they have a few young players, Ojolari, they've got Thibodeau. I mean, those guys are going to get after the quarterback. That's why I think I'm high on the Giants. I think they win this division this year. Big Blue takes it. And then I've got the Cowboys and the Eagles rounding out that division. They're going to those are the two other teams that are going to make the wild card. So I've got three teams out of the NFC East. How about you? Well, I agree with you fully on the Giants and don't sleep on Isaiah Simmons as being a, a major part of that defense. I mean, everybody just kind of like, oh, well, he didn't work out in in, uh, in Arizona. Nobody knows what position he plays. You know, he's just a great athlete. B.S. Wink Martindale is going to know how to use that guy, and he is going to have, I think, a major impact on that team. And I do have the Giants in the playoffs. I don't have them winning it. I'm just looking at that Eagle squad, and they did not get worse. Yeah, they lost some starters, but you know they've been hitting on these draft picks year after year. More Georgia guys coming in. Uh, Nicobe Dean now kind of taking over that green dot in the middle. So I got the Eagles winning that division i think you know they're arguably the best team in football i I think from top to bottom and i just jalen hurts forget about him getting paid the kid just has the mindset that he's going to work until he is the absolute best and and in his mind so he's constantly going to be working so they got the right guy at the helm um I just I have a hard time seeing, you know, barring any like some kind of catastrophic injury to this team that they are going to win that division. But, uh, yeah, I like the Cowboys in there, too. Dallas and and the Giants. I those those are two of my three wild cards, Dallas and and, uh, the New York football Giants. So, yes. We are in agreement, just a little maybe a little different order. Well, take it away. Let's go with another division. All right. So in the West, I think everybody knows how much I like, you know, I like the Niners uh, roster, like 
their roster almost as much as I like the Eagles roster. So I think they're definitely going to win that division. Let's see, you know, if Purdy can kind of el- now elevate from where he was uh, another year in the system, another year working with Brian Greasy, the Bosa thing does have me a little bit nervous. So not really sure how much that's going to impact them. They do have other great players that they rotate on the defensive line. So obviously, uh, I mean, he's like Chris Jones as well. I mean, it's not just his production. It's what he frees up for the other guys along the line. So I'm not discounting that at all. Uh, But my thought process is that he is going to get his contract done. He is going to be in soon enough. And they're just going to, the beat goes on as far as the West is concerned. And then I also have, you know, as my third wildcard team, I have Seattle. I really like what they're doing. I think they have a, they have a legitimate shot to win this division. Okay. I really believe in them, the coaching staff, what they've done in the draft recently. And if Gino again, play, doesn't even have to play as well as he did last year, but they've upgraded on the offense. And if they get some health in the running back position, this, this is a, a really good team. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with both those teams in the playoffs, San Francisco kind of eking it out, winning the division. And then the Seahawks being that third wild card. Sam Fran is going to run away with this division. Uh, they're going to be the clear cup winner. And I do not have the Seahawks in the playoffs. Geno Smith had a great year last year. Great first half of the season. In the second half of the season, he came back down to earth. And I just think we're going to see the same Geno Smith that we've seen throughout his career. And I don't think the Seahawks have enough as far as the pass rush goes, as far as putting pressure on the opposing quarterbacks, they've got a good secondary, a young secondary, but I don't think they have enough up front. So I don't think Pete Carroll is going to make the playoffs there. So I have one team out of this division, and that is the 49ers. I don't have anybody else making the playoffs. Not the Rams, not the Cardinals, and not the Seahawks. Um Let's go with the NFC South, Lou. Um, Look, I've got the Lions. Just all the positive things that they did last year. They've drafted well the last couple of years with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. They found those diamond in the rough. They, They hit on those, you know, day three picks. The quarterbacks, the quarterback, Jared Goff, looks comfortable in this system. And I just think he'll continue to play mistake-free football, which he did last year. I think he's just, you know, he is the guy. He knows he is the guy. Detroit did not use a draft pick on a quarterback. So they're just, they're they're sticking with the UC Berkeley man. And I think he's just going to continue to do good things. So for all the positive things that the Lions did last year, you think that they're going to build on this and they're going to finally win this division. They really came on last year. This is the year when they break this cycle and make the playoffs finally and win the division, which is crazy. And I've got a team, another team coming out of this division, another wild card team. I've got the Chicago Bears, Low. I've got Justin Fields. I, I think that they've done enough to help Justin Fields this year. They brought in DJ Moore. They tried to fix their offensive line. They drafted a few guys there. I think they did enough on the offensive line to protect them more than they did the first couple of years. I think Justin Fields is ready to take off. 
have a good year. You know, Mr. Do-It-All Man, and I've got the Chicago Bears along with the Lions in the playoffs. I also have Detroit, obviously, you know, uh, the Motor City, Dan Campbell at the at the helm, and everything is kind of aligned for them to, to go ahead and take this step. I think Minnesota takes a step back a little bit, won a lot of close games this year. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Although Brian Flores running the defense, maybe we'll see, you know, a, a little bit better organization. But in terms of just the just the talent level isn't quite there. So you got to give be flow, you know, maybe another year, maybe some other players and he can really do his thing. So I'm sticking with with Detroit uh, in the north. Uh, I've already you know, given you my my three wild card teams, so I don't see anybody else making it from there, although. In terms of Chicago, I like what they've done and they have an ability. But to me, I still Green Bay was kind of like my odd team out here because I I think that the defense is going to be good, maybe not great. And I like Jordan Love a lot more than most. I think, again, I don't know that he's going to be a superstar quarterback, but I think he's going to be good enough to get that team to a point where they say, all right, either we have something here or we don't. Talked about all those quarterbacks coming in. Maybe they draft another one next year, but there's a really good, I think to me, there's a good chance that Jordan Love is a lot better than people are expecting just because he wasn't able to play. They had Aaron Rodgers, all that drama. The kid kind of stuck it out, stayed quiet, and I just think they got a real shot, but not quite. So Detroit is my team in the North. This was the AFC North, by the way, just to, to, to make it clear. Um, you NFC, know, just, but yeah. <laughs> you know, the NFC North. This was the NFC North. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting division. Let's go with the... NFC South, I think the most unpredictable division. I think you, you know, a lot of experts are picking different teams here. You just, you don't know which one to go with. Hello? Yes, sir. Yeah, let, let's go with the NFC South. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, well, you look at these divisions and there's a few that are just really unpredictable. And this one... Uh, not because they're all so good, but they're just a lot of flux, you know, different quarterbacks for all four, all four teams, you know, Desmond Ritter played a little bit last year for the Falcons, but you know, this is basically his first time starting. You have Baker Mayfield in Tampa, uh, Bryce Young in Carolina, Derek Carr. So I'm looking at this and I think one New Orleans still has a very good defense. Again, not a great defense, but good enough. Best and best, I believe, in this division. They have, I believe, the best quarterback in the division. Now, the other guy, the young guys, might become better as we go. But for this season, Derek Carr is, is better than anybody else in this division, in my opinion. So I'm going with the Saints. Winners the division. Home game in the playoffs. Let's go, Saints. I'm going to go with the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I think... They've got a quarterback that doesn't put it in harm's way. And they're not going to ask him to win games. He just needs to be the caretaker, a manager. I think they're going to rely on the running game, like we spoke about before. Bijan Robinson, Algier, 
They've got Kyle Pitts, Drake London. I think they've got a good offensive line. I have a question mark about their defense, but I think they're pretty good in the secondary with Terrell and Jesse Bates coming over from the Bengals. I think they'll be all right there. So the Falcons is the only team that I trust in this division. I trust Arthur Smith and his offensive system. I think you'll find that blueprint, that offensive philosophy to get this team into the playoffs. So I've got them kind of squeaking it out over the Saints and the Panthers and the Bucks. I, I think they're the best team in this division. Um, the AFC, let, let's go with the AFC East because I proclaimed last week that this is the toughest division in all of football. And then when I started making my picks, and I'm like, I, I got to go with two or three teams out of this division to, to make the playoffs. And you know what? I didn't, Lou. I think this is going to be a very competitive division, but I think only one team makes it into the playoffs. And I think it's going to be the New York Jets. I'm just going with the Jets to win this division, and I don't have the Bills, I don't have the Dolphins making the playoffs. I think these teams will have a winning record. I think they'll be very good, but they'll be on the outside looking in. So I'm a believer in Aaron Rodgers. I'm a believer in that defense. I think the Jets are, are going to take this division handily. Handily? Yes, okay. I do. I think they'll win. <laughs> right. I think they'll win by a couple of games here. I, I really do. All right. All right. Well, I try not to overthink the division winners too much uh, in the AFC. Now, it is, the, the depth of the conference is at an all-time high, low, whatever, however you want to put it. The depth is, 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 it, is it low or is it high? But there's a lot of teams, you know, that are really good. But I think the four division winners are, I guess, head and shoulders above the rest. I've got Buffalo winning the East. Um, and, you know, over, over the Jets, I think maybe the Dol Dolphins third and then New England, uh, or those might, might even flip, depending on the, uh, the health of um, Tua. So I'm going with Buffalo. I've got the Jets in the playoffs as well as, the, as the, one of the top wild cards. So uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Buffalo. Just, you know, Josh Allen, I think we talked about it last week. They had a lot – a lot was happening around that franchise during the course of the season, especially late in the season, being displaced, playing games in different in different locations, you know, weather, DeMar Hamlin, that whole situation. They I think just when they finally rolled up on the playoffs, they were just emotionally drained. So, you know, they get their their safeties back healthy. They Again, the Von Miller thing is kind of concerning because he's kind of the closer, but I still have a lot of faith in that offense, in that team. And I'll put the Jets up there again. Maybe that's kind of attached to my coach of the year pick, but uh, I think just defensively, they're right where they need to be. Rodgers doesn't have to be great for them to make the playoffs. Just don't turn it over. And, you know, he's historically thrown a very low amount of interceptions. They've got weapons, so I, I like them above uh, Miami. So, yeah, Buffalo, division winner, Jets, wild card. Here's my case against the Bills and why I don't have them in the playoffs. I want to bring up a few points. I think the Bills' weakness is their offensive line. I think it's a huge weakness for them. And I, I think that 
there is a reason why Josh Allen is kind of taking a step backwards a little bit with those interceptions, trying to do too much, running around. He, he doesn't trust the guys up front. I also feel like Von Miller is going to miss those, you know, first four games. I think it's going to be huge to to their morale, to their defense. I also don't like that their head coach is now taking over and he's the main play caller on the defensive side of the ball. I always feel like that's going to take away from his managing the entire team. And he does need to manage that entire team just because there was a lot of noise in the offseason with Stefan Diggs and, and Josh Allen and something brewing. And if they lose a couple of games in the beginning of the season, will that drama start up again? Will they start to get at each other's throats? Because it seems like they're tired of one another. It looks like, I think Diggs wants out. I really do. Like, it just, my opinion he realizes that probably he's not going to win a Super Bowl with the Buffalo Bills. And those those are just a, a couple of points that I'm making against the Bills this year. I just don't think they're as, as good as they were last year on the offensive side of the ball. And I think their biggest their trouble is, is going to be the offensive line. I, think, I don't know if Josh Allen is going to be able to play all 17 games and, and stay healthy. All right, let's go to the north. What do go, you ahead. Uh, go ahead. Uh, All you, right, you let's start. go. I'm, again, not overthinking it. Burroughs, the MVP, Cincinnati wins that wins that division. Uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think they're they're going to regress again. He's he's at the top of this team. He's the leader. You know, unquestioned. And again, he's the type of guy with a mentality that, okay, they've had a little bit of success, but they haven't won the Super Bowl yet. And I don't think that even matters to him. He's going to attack every single day to be the best and to make himself the best, to make his team the best. And I have a lot of belief in him. So I have them winning, winning the division. And again, I've been talking him up uh, for most of the offseason. I'm a believer in the Steelers. Mike Tomlin, I think they get a wild card spot here. Uh, ahead of Baltimore, and uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going with uh, with the Steelers. Kenny Pickett, Carl Pickens, uh, Carl Pickens. <laughs> I'm going back a few years. George, George Pickens, Pickens. Uh, right? Yeah, Deontay Johnson. They've got a lot of weapons. I think the defense is going to be better. They've added some veterans uh, to kind of settle things in the back end. So I, I'm very bullish on on the Steelers. So those are my two teams from the North in the playoffs. I'm also not going to overthink it here. I'll pick the Bengals to win the AFC North because I think they're the most talented team when you look at, at that roster. Hopefully Burrow is able to play all 17 games because he is he is that leader. He is that guy that just makes it tick for them. And my wild card team, I'm going with the Cleveland Browns again. You know I'm going there. Low. I just... Deshaun Watson has got to bounce back, be that comeback player of the year. Stefanski is fighting for his life. I mean, if he doesn't win this year, he's out. I think the Browns' defense is really good, Low. I mean, very good. And with Jim they Schwartz, are. And are. With Jim Schwartz coming over, I think they're going to be more aggressive. They're going to force more turnovers. They're going to be able to, you know, rely on that defense even more. So. I'm going with the Brownies here to make it as a wild card team, but the Bengals will win the division. All right. All right. In, in the South, I think we're both going to have Jackson. 
Jacksonville. I don't have any faith in those other three teams in the division. It's hard to go against Vrabel because he always gets his teams up, no matter how outmanned they are and don't have you know enough offensive talent. They did add D Hop. Let's see if that helps. Can Traylon Burks come along? I uh, still have Derrick Henry, so there's a lot of good pieces in place there for Tennessee, but I just can't see them you know overtaking some of these other teams that i've already talked about but jacksonville i think you know all arrows pointing up uh they got the coach they got the quarterback uh offensive weapons all over the place i think the defense is going to be improved so jacksonville in terms of the south yeah i'm not going to argue here it's it's jacksonville all the way and nobody else is going to make the playoffs out of this afc south division afc west uh I want to make a case against the Chiefs, Lo. I really do, because I know where you're going. So I want to make a case against against the Chiefs winning this division, okay? Kansas City has won this division seven years in a row. It's going to stop right here. It has to stop right here. I realize that Andy Reid always wins the division. He's done it with the Eagles. He's done it with the Chiefs. He's just Mr. Clincher. You know, I clinch the division every year. It's not happening this year. That's it. It's it's going to end here. I think the, the two tackles that they signed this year, Donovan Smith and Jawan Taylor, I think their average offensive tackles are best. I think they're going to have trouble on the bookends. I think that's going to haunt them, against, especially against those teams that have very good pass rushers. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be running for his life a little bit more than I think he's used to. I also think that that pass rush is going to be a huge weakness for them, especially early on, because Chris Jones isn't signed. Charles Amenahu will miss the first six games. I just don't think the Chiefs have enough to bring the pressure and cause havoc against those teams with you know a good quarterback that can pick them apart. I think they're going to be in a lot of shootouts. And in this division, I'm going with the Chargers. And Justin Herbert, I picked them as the MVP. I think somebody's got to unseat them. I think the Chargers are the clear-cut team that can do it because they've got the weapons on offense. They've got a very good defense. The only thing that we talked about, and we talked about this last week, is like, can they avoid those injuries? I think that's a big if. And I know I'm picking Brandon Staley over Andy Reid. That's insane. Okay, I have to admit that that is an insane pick, but I am going to go with Staley over Reed here. The the division uh, supremacy for the Chiefs will end. The, the streak will end at seven straight years. I think the Chiefs will still make the playoffs. And I also have the Broncos making the wild card with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. I think he's going to bounce back. So I've got three teams here. Chargers winning the division, and then the Chiefs and the Broncos making it as the wild card team. So your so your wild cards again, just to review: uh, Chiefs, Broncos, Browns. Yes. Okay. All right. So well, okay. Seven years in a row, they. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's easy to say they own the division. You look at Patrick Mahomes divisional record it's just ridiculous i mean it, it just it, it really is how dominant they've been but they do have a lot of close games and many of those are with the chargers so that's going to be the you know again they're just going to be difficult games no matter how you stack it up uh but somehow they 
again, you have that winning mentality and at crunch time that matters. And I, I just don't see it really changing much. Uh, I do have the Chargers getting in. So my three wild cards are the Jets, the Steelers, and the Chargers. I keep looking at Baltimore and Miami, and it's just like, like just hitting me on the on the forehead, saying, "What are you doing? What are the, you know, especially the Ravens? I I really had a hard time leaving them out, but uh, wow, it, it's just uh, I, I'm just looking at it now, thinking, "What are you doing?" But that's the way it, it ended up. So I've got Kansas City, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Buffalo, division winners, and like I said, the Jets, the Steelers, and the Chargers as, as wild cards. So that's uh, yeah, the two really good teams that could easily, you know, win the whole AFC. You know, even go through the playoffs and win a bunch of games. You know, I don't have them in there. So here we go. Who do you have so in the, the, the day, who, who do you who do you who, have in that AFC conference championship game? Uh, well, I mean, it's just, it's just, I don't know how it's going to stack up. I didn't go that deep into the weeds as far as, you know, the, the seating and, and all that. I probably should have. But, no, just the I mean, two teams in the AFC. Oh yeah, I, I, absolutely. So I think, I think it's going to be the Chiefs and the Bengals again. I think they're the two best teams in the conference and they're going to end up playing each other and it's going to be anybody's guess. And it's depending on where the game's at. Does that matter? Probably not. Uh, Patrick's never played a road playoff game, which is one of the more amazing stats that you'll ever see of all the playoff games he's played in. It just is always, even though they haven't been the one seed every year, it just kind of worked out that way where that team gets upset if there's somebody ahead of them. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sticking with the two best teams, in my opinion, Kansas City, Cincinnati. And of course, I'm pretty sure you know who I think is going to win. Obviously, you're going with Kansas City in the Super Bowl, right? Yes, right. absolutely. Right. I'm not picking against them. Fine enough. All right. It has worked with you in the past. All right. I'm going to be a little <laughs> different this year just because, again, you can always like pick the Chiefs and the, the Bengals. I'm going to go with the Jaguars versus the Jets in the AFC Sweet. Championship game. Okay? Just because I think this year is going to be different. The old quarterback against the young quarterback. And you know what? I'm taking the young quarterback to take his team to the Super Bowl. So I'm going with Trevor Lawrence in his third year, taking that leap forward. Doug Peterson in his second year, like he did with the Eagles, taking the Jaguars to the Super Bowl. So uh, Jacksonville all the way. I'm just thinking outside the box here because, again, we're all going to talk about like the Bills, the Bengals, the Chiefs. No, I want to be different. Jaguars versus the Jets. Trevor Lawrence beats Aaron Rodgers. How about the NFC, Lou? Yeah, you know, I'd like to be different. I'd like to make, but, but I got, I, you know, again, to me, the two best teams, Philadelphia and San Francisco. And I think this year, if, again, they're they're healthy at quarterback and Bosa's in there and health, whatever, you can put all these caveats on whatever, I'm going with San Francisco. I'm going Kansas City, San Francisco, rematch of the Super Bowl a few years ago with Jimmy G., uh, and but this year it's gonna this year it'll be Purdy, and I think the results will be the same with 15 taking it the first time repeat in like 20 years, and he'll just you know cement himself as the best ever. All right, I'm gonna go with the 49ers versus the Giants 
in the NFC Championship game. Just because, again, I don't trust the Eagles. I think there's going to be a little bit of that Super Bowl hangover. And I just, I don't think they can ride. I don't think they can do it two straight years in a row. So I'm hoping for that, by the way. And the 49ers, if it wasn't for Brock Purdy's injury, the Niners would have been in the Super Bowl, by the way. So I'm I'm going to be a homer, just like you are always. Just like I am. <laughs> so I'm going with the 49ers to beat the Giants and, you know, to cement Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch back to the Super Bowl. You know, just because they've got a complete roster in the NFC. So I've got the 49ers versus the Jaguars. You're picking the Chiefs. I'm picking the Niners. Is that how it's going to go? I mean, like... like <laughs> kind I, of a shocker. Assume, yeah, I guess so. No, I usually don't pick the 49ers, okay? Just just for a fact, right? You did today. I did today, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going with the 49ers, but versus the Jaguars, Okay. I think the Super Bowl is going to be the 49ers versus the Jaguars. Um, and I've got the San Francisco winning it, finally. Kyle Shanahan kind of getting over the hump. Because I'm sick of San Francisco being the bridesmaid and never the bride. I think it's got to end this year. It's got to end in, in 2024 Super Bowl. It just, it, it's got it. It's got to happen one of these days. I mean, and obviously you've so got... If, if the chief, if the chief, if the Chiefs beat them... And maybe Purdy doesn't play his best game. Does Kyle start thinking again? Go back in the lab. We need a better quarterback. There's no way. <laughs> sort of what he did with Jimmy G after that game is like we can't do this again. You know the way the way San Francisco operates. Sam Darnold is going to be starting a Super Bowl against your your Chiefs. You think my Jaguars? No, it's just because the injuries. You know they're always hit with injuries, and especially at the quarterback position, you you never know. It's not because Purdy isn't playing good. I just can he stay healthy for the entire seventeen week season? That's probably the question mark for me. So I wouldn't rule it out that Sam Darnold is starting against your Chiefs, or in my case versus the Jaguars, and he is the one hoisting up the trophy for the 49ers. I, I'm just, you know, I'm just writing the script out there. The NFL usually right. writes a better script than that, but, you know, just because, you know, they've got Hollywood endings there. But, um, yeah, I think don't rule that out, Lou. Don't rule it out. All right, so there's nothing more predictable than us predicting what we just did uh even though there were maybe some some i you know some eyebrows raising from our from our listeners with some of these playoff teams or division winners or leaving this team out that team out but at the end of the day we stay true to our colors and homers all the way across all right we got to get out of here but i got some some quick game picks if you listen to it for any length of time you could figure out where i go with my game picks so here we go. Four quick ones for you for the weekend. First off, Thursday night, the opener. Uh, you know, Chiefs are given six and a half. I don't know if I can go there. I mean, I really like Detroit. No Chris Jones. Anyway, I'm going to go over the total. The first thing that comes to mind is Goff versus Mahomes five years ago at the L.A. Coliseum. 54-51, fireworks all over the place. I think Patrick threw like three interceptions, but he had six touchdown passes. And anyway, Goff went toe-to-toe, so I'm going over the 54-and-a-half. The three game picks, again, you could probably imagine where I'm going. I'm going to take the Steelers at home as an underdog against the 49ers. I'm taking the Browns as a home underdog against the Cincinnati Bengals. 
and I'm taking the New York football giants at home as an underdog versus Dallas. Uh, as far as the Steelers are concerned, you know, their record is a home dog, you know, forget that it's San Francisco on the other side, opening day, nobody really, you know, talking about them so much, San Francisco, the big brand. Okay. Let's take it. The Browns usually play really well against Cincinnati for some reason. I don't know if it was Baker Mayfield. It's just the in-state thing. Burrow's a little dinged up. Is he going to play? Probably going to play, but Browns here. And then the giants, come on. Giants at home as an underdog. Let's go. Who are the Giants playing? Dallas. Dallas. Uh, that's a tough one. All right. Um, I think that's the that's the sun, that's the Sunday night football game at home. All right. I'm also going with the Browns over the Bengals just because if I'm riding high with the Cleveland Browns, I got to make my you know lock of the week right. So I'm also going with you. That was one of my picks. Uh, try to find some some other game, but I want to stick to my original lock and the Browns over the Bengals on Sunday. All right, gang, that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, read them and weep. If these picks are right, of course, of course they are. If they're not, Hey, come on. We're just, we're just throwing darts here, but uh, Hey, it is here. It is here. Merry football to one and all for Alex. I'm Lou. Have a great week till next time. Peace.